Hi, I'm Shay. And I'm Lily. We are so happy that you're here. Here at HBC, we believe that we can dream big because we serve a big God. And it doesn't matter what your past may look like, you still have a bright future. So open up your heart and receive. Do you know as believers, we know and we are taught and we are encouraged to believe how important our faith is. Most of us have gone to church all of our life. Some people say, I've been to church since nine months before I was born. <laughs> and that's wonderful. I'm so thankful that we know. You know what? I'm thankful of my heritage. I don't, the music in our church is nothing like it was when I was growing up in church. And that's not, I don't ever want to be that guy that, that, says something um, bad about the present because the past was so good. You know what? We're progressing and there's different sounds in the world today and I love our music. We've got the best band of any place I know of. They're amazing and I'm so thankful for the sound. Sounds are so important but we've got this, we've got this thing in church and we've all been in church and we have these different things that have been put on us and given to us um, all of our life, and it's good. It's not bad. We just have to keep it in the right perspective. But with our faith, sometimes we get into saying these little cliche things, and we talk about faith from a head perspective instead of a heart perspective. And I preach a lot better when y'all talk to me. So it's uh, somebody on the count of three say amen real loud. One, two, three. You will not believe how much better I'll preach if you do that. It'll just be amazing. But so we, we learn this and we know the importance of faith. First of all, what is faith? In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. My personal favorite definition of faith is faith is confidence that something exists no matter what you see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. Because we are affected by what we hear. We're affected by what we see. We're affected by the feelings that we have. And man, I'm just going to tell you, I was, I, I am not a millennial. And um, people are so in touch with their feelings today. Woo! I just feel this way and I just feel that way. It's like, What? But feelings are real and they do affect us. But what we've got to understand is feelings have to be controlled by faith. Faith in the power of Jesus Christ. We've been taught the basics of trusting God when trouble shows up. But having head knowledge is different than completely, somebody say completely, completely relying on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ should be the first step. If you have an ailment in your body, I'm not against doctors, but your first step should be toward Dr. Jesus. If you have problems in your finances, I went and visited my banker this week, nothing wrong with having a good banker, but your first step should be toward Jesus. It doesn't matter what's going on in your family. Maybe your kids is acting like they don't have two brain cells to rub together. Anybody relate to that? But it doesn't matter. Nothing wrong with having a good counselor. I believe in that today more than I ever have before. But I want you to know that 
Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And that has to be a part of our DNA. That has to be a part. That has to be the first step. You're wondering how how to make it in your marriage. The, the, it's wonderful to have a good marriage counselor, but the first step has to be toward Jesus Christ. I like to think about it this way. If you've got a marriage, you've got a man, like a triangle, a man over here, a woman over here, and God up here. The closer individually that you get to God, the closer you will be to one another. So your first step needs to be Jesus Christ every time. And the way that happens is that our faith is in the Word of God. Because when trouble shows up, our mindset toward what we're going through will be tested. When's the last time trouble showed up at your house? What was your mindset when it happened? Was it, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened, or, okay God, we got this. Now, listen, it doesn't mean you're a weak Christian. It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you've been going that other direction. But I want you to know that you will be more victorious and more peace will be in your home when you train yourself. See, I am a spirit. Somebody say that with me. I am a spirit. I live in a body. And I possess a soul. That means that we're a three-part being. And when we let our faith in Jesus in our spirit be stronger than the feelings in our flesh and the thoughts in our mind, then we will be an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Because, you know what? Having faith in Jesus' faith instead of just our own faith gives us the courage that we need. I'm going to say that again. I was a little excited. I want you to get this. Having faith in Jesus' faith. You say, what are you talking about? I've got to have my own faith. Yes, you do. But you've got to understand where yours come from and where you can hide yours. See, we are living in this human flesh and sometimes things around us knock us off. Has anybody ever been caught off guard by something? How many has ever been hit upside the head with a bad doctor's report or or, or something happened in your home and you go, oh my goodness. And all of a sudden, that shock and awe has got you back on your heels. So before you can use your faith, you've got to have trust in His faith. And here's where I get that. Romans, the third chapter and the 22nd verse. It says, but now, independently of the law, the righteousness of God is tangible and brought to light through Jesus, the anointed one. Somebody say, through Jesus. This is the righteousness that the scriptures prophesied would come. It is God's righteousness. See, you can't be good enough to earn your way into heaven. It is through God's righteousness and the mercy and grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? It says, it is God's righteousness made visible... Through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And listen. And now all who believe in him receive that gift. For there is really no difference between us. What does that mean? We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have access to the same power he has. As a matter of fact, he said, Jesus said on his way out of here, just before he ascended back to heaven, if you go to uh, John the 14th chapter and the 12th verse, he said, the, the things I've done, 
because he was talking to the disciples. They had seen him do some pretty awesome stuff. I'm going to borrow that word from you. Awesome stuff. That was a joke. Nobody laughed but him. But he, they, they, had, he, they had seen him do some pretty awesome stuff. But he said in John 14, 12, and you can look it up. I don't have it for you up here. But he said, the things I've done, you're going to do greater things. That's pretty amazing that he would say that. See, the enemy uses anything he can to move us away from trusting in God. The devil suggests that maybe God won't deliver us. Maybe he won't deliver you like he did somebody else. You know what? I've been told before that I need to preach about sin more. And I don't really really agree with that because if I wanted you to sin, I would talk about sin. I don't want you to sin. No, if you talk against it, Pastor, then I won't do it. That's not what the Word says. The Word says death and life are in the power of the tongue. The reason I don't talk about sin a whole lot is not because I don't believe that sin's wrong and not that I don't believe that sin will bring you into a bad place. But I believe if, if I can convince you... if. I take my position this way. If I can convince you that God loves you so much that he gave his only son. I've got two sons and I can't spare one. He gave his only son. If I can convince you that he loves you that much, I believe you'll begin to trust him. Because when I start to think and realize how much some... See, there's certain people in this world that I would literally trust my life with. Because they've proven to me that they love me enough to put me first in certain situations. See, what I'm telling you is the devil wants you to think that God won't deliver you like he does other people. Because he don't love you or because you've done something so bad. And he tries to introduce uncertainty it's just like in a court of law that that defense lawyer he doesn't have to prove that his client didn't commit murder all he has to do is put the shadow of doubt in the minds of the jury and see if Satan can put a shadow of a doubt in your mind that Jesus really don't love you enough to help you through this poverty he really don't love you oh you got yourself into that so you have to get yourself out listen You can't do it, but you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. And he loves you so much that he stretched out his hands on Calvary and laid down his life for you. If if Satan can make you doubt that, he can affect your faith. 1 John 5, 4. You see, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. Our faith. Our confidence that something exists other than what we see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. Remember that? See, using God's strength. Somebody say God's strength. Instead of our own gives us the ability to outlast the situation. If you will use God's strength instead of relying on your own strength 
Oh, this is what I'm talking about. If you are given a bad diagnosis at the doctor's office, you may not be able to get well all by yourself. You might not have the strength in your own body. But see, if Satan can get you wore down in your mind to think you're all alone, he's really got you that way because all you have to do, it isn't about the physical. It's about knowing who you are in Christ. And if you will rely on his strength, in other words, if you will, the, 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 the writer wrote it like this. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. It doesn't mean, he didn't say let the weak lie. He didn't say let the weak say what the, the, the circumstances are. He said, let the weak say, I am strong. Why? Because he understood where the real strength comes from. Amen? So I got this 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 statement I want to make and I put it in bold letters and I italicized it and I put it underlined because I want you to I want you to understand this today I want I, I want to bring attention to this one statement if you're taking notes write this down put it on your your mirror at home whatever you need to do but the key here it is the key to overcoming tribulation depends on our response to that what is going to be your response? When you face the enemy, the key is not how much power you have or the key is not how strong you are in yourself. The key will be in your response to the situation. There's a song that says, Where can I go? Where can I lean on? It's talking about going to the rock. The rock of Jesus Christ. The rock of uh, the power of the cross. See, when we know without a shadow of a doubt that God will keep His hand on us. When we know beyond the shadow of a doubt that He will deliver us. It's easier to maintain right thinking and move us into a place of trusting Him. Constantly, consistently, remaining in the same place in your faith, the same place in your thoughts, in the midst of the situation. I don't know, I don't know what you got going on today, but if you will stay consistent and you will stay constant in who Christ is. In other words, just keep your words right. Because your life will follow your words. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Come on, somebody. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you're surprised and you cuss, somebody say, that slipped out. No, it didn't slip out. It was squeezed out. It couldn't have come out if it wasn't in there. One time, a long, long time ago, some of y'all must have felt condemnation because I thought you'd laugh about that. I saw somebody, somebody's shirt here a while back online. It said, I love Jesus. I just cuss a little. <laughs> I'm not throwing shade. Why are you laughing so hard, Rodney? <laughs> I'm just telling you, when you are surprised, and the reason I guess that's on my heart is because 
the last part of November of 2013, and I'm not going into that whole thing. I've, I've told that so many times, but I was surprised. I was shocked, and I was shaken by a horrible doctor's report. And I look back now, and I, 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 I look back then, as a matter of fact, and I think, mm-mm. Our response determines the outcome a lot of times because we get in this mindset when we allow any doubt to come in about our situation, what Satan's doing is getting us to doubt the power of God. So we've got to stay constant. We've got to consistently remain. In Romans, the fifth chapter and the third and fourth verse, it says, but that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence. Have you ever met people that it don't matter what's going on around them? They, They just seem happy. I guarantee you they're not always happy, but the joy of the Lord is their strength. And it'll surprise you and confound the devil. When you're able to smile, even in the midst of heaviness, when you're able to laugh in the midst of trouble, Come on, somebody. But that's not all. Even in times of trouble, we have a joyful confidence knowing that our pressures will develop in us patient endurance. And patient endurance will refine our character. I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes I'll have the best character in the world. Because I feel like I've been under a lot sometimes. How many ever felt like that? But I promise you, the word says, if we will hold on. It says, and patient endurance will refine our character. And proven character leads us back to hope. That's good stuff. In other words, so your response maybe wasn't great. Maybe your response wasn't what it should have been. See, my response in November of 2013 wasn't what it should have been. But my response in October, September of 2017 was exactly what it should have been. Because then my son called me and said, Dad, I've been diagnosed with cancer. Just a few months after his mom, I said 17, it was actually in 16. It was just a few months in 2016 Just a few months after his mother had passed away, he called me. And you know what I did? I didn't go, oh no, oh the devil is just trying to kill our family. Well, I already knew that. I just had to get that deep inside of me because I've been taught my whole life. The devil's job is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But if he can surprise you with an element of that something you don't want or don't need or is not profitable for you, he'll knock you back on your heels. But when when he come the second time, see, see if, 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 if he does it the first time, we have an opportunity to redeem our faith in Christ. And we go back and the second time I went to my bedroom and I said, oh no, God, you said in your word that he is healed in the name of Jesus. And he is today. I was with him this week. And so my point is this. It says the pressures will develop patient endurance and patient Endurance will refine our character and proven character leads us back. It may have surprised you and knocked you off your mark, but it did not surprise the God that you serve. 
It did not mess him up. It did not worry him. He is not up in heaven going, oh my goodness, what is Jack Midkiff going to do? He's over. He's up there. He's praying for me. God, uh, Jesus is making intercession for me. That's what the word says. God's promise of deliverance is solid and irrevocable. God's promise of deliverance will give, we can have confidence and we can confidently stand on God's promises and know that He will bring us through. My sister has always said this, God will bring you through if you can stand the squeeze. I don't know about you, but I feel like I've been squeezed sometimes. But I can stand it because I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. I, will, I, I have authority and power through the work of the cross. And the Holy Spirit is down inside of me directing me. Just like a pilot would direct a plane. I have the ability if I submit to him to walk through anything. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 8 and 9. Though we experience every kind of pressure, we're not crushed. Look at somebody say, I'm not crushed. At times, we don't know what to do. But quitting is not an option. Look at somebody and say, quitting is not an option. We're persecuted by others, but God has not forsaken us. Tell somebody, God has not forsaken me. We may be knocked down, but not out. Ooh. Does anybody have a resolution inside of you today? Maybe I didn't make all the right choices. Maybe I didn't do all the right stuff. And maybe I got knocked down. But baby, I'm not out. I'm not going to lay there on the mat. I'm going to get up. It may even take me a minute. But I have to the count of ten. I, it might even take me to seven. But oh, I'm going to get up. And I'm going to rise above. I'm going to stand on. I'm going to walk over all everything that has tried to put me me down because because of who I serve and who is inside of me I'm not a victim I'm a victor greater is he I am a victim I am victorious even when I don't feel like it I'm victorious because I'm in him even when I don't say it all the time I'm victor all I gotta do is get back and let that patience be worked in me and hope will be restored I know if I was a good religious preacher I'd quit right there cause y'all are shouting but I ain't done I'm almost finished I love your shouting, but your shouting will only have power when you have the word hidden in your heart. I love to shout. Woo! <laughs> while we're waiting, listen, while we're waiting for the situation to change, we must do whatever necessary to keep our momentum going toward God no matter how you feel don't stop praying no matter how you feel don't stop praising don't stop worshiping see praise is for everybody else to hear where you at worship is for you to lock in with him James 2.14 says what is the benefit my fellow believers if someone claims to have faith but has no good works. 
as evidence. Can that kind of faith save him? No. A mere claim of faith is not sufficient. Genuine faith produces good works. Good works won't get you to heaven, but faith, true faith in Jesus will produce good works. Because see, my faith in mankind sometimes kind of goes down. But then I remember who their creator was and what his intention for each of them was. And then I am able through faith to see them as God sees them. I preached a message years and years ago about putting a tin on everybody's head. Everybody that you see, just imagine on a scale from 1 to 10. Just imagine before you meet them, before you hear them talk, before you hear them uh, treat you any certain way, before start by thinking the very best about them. And what you do is you find something good about them. You go, man, that's the prettiest bald head I've ever seen or, or whatever. Sometimes you have to look real hard is my point, right? Oh, my goodness, that's the most beautiful burlap sack I've ever seen anyone wear. Whatever it is, find something. Put a tin on their head. Is that easy, Pastor? Who said it was easy? But it's possible. And what that does, that changes your mindset from all that old worthless piece of something. It, it changes your mindset to where, you know what, if God changed me, He loves them just as much. And He will produce something good out of them. If you go on down to James 2, 17 and 18, this is the last scripture. It says, so to faith, if it does not have works to back it up, is by itself dead, inoperative, and ineffective. See, that's the difference in a relationship and religion. Relationship produces life. Religion produces dead, stale, run-of-the-mill, let's get through this service, let's get through this life. I mean, if somebody says, do you go to church, you go, you, you click into that preacher voice. Anybody ever heard anybody click into a preacher voice? I, 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 I just want to tell you something. Y'all know that I'm a pretty practical guy, and, and I, appreciate, I appreciate the honor that... But when I walk up and I hear other people, I hear you talking, and maybe not anybody in here, but this has happened to me so many times, and they'll be talking to their friends, and it's like, yeah, man, and yeah, and it's going on. And I walk up and they go, hi, pastor, how are you? It's like, come on. <laughs> Knock it off. If you can say, what's up to them, what, what's up to me, Right? And here's the reason. Like I said, I appreciate the honor because I honor the position that I get to walk in as well. But see, what, what I'm talking about is deeper than that. I'm talking about this, this, this religious thing. Religion, it, it's kind of, somebody may say, why do you like the mu why do you have the music that you have in church? Because it's anointed? Because it moves you toward Jesus? Because it talks about a relationship with Religious music would kill a dead man in a graveyard at midnight. I don't want no religion. I don't want I don't want stale music. If I love country music, I want it to be, I want to have life, right? I want it to have so religion will not produce power, but relationship will take you through.
James 2.17 says, So to faith, if it does not have works to back it up, it by itself is dead, inoperative, and ineffective. Verse 18. But someone may say, You claim to have faith, and I have... You claim to have faith, and I have good works. Show me your alleged faith without works, if you can, and I will show you my faith by my works, that is, by what I do. Okay, here's another one of those statements that I want you to get today. The difference between empty works and works of faith is in the resemblance of God that faith produces while you're doing it. When you are working just to be working, just to be good, that's great. If you're doing good, you're doing good. But if you are doing those things in faith to not only bless somebody else, but to be a blessing to God. Do you understand that God loves you and He gave His life for you, but He also is so blessed by you when you make a sacrifice? And you know what a sacrifice is today? It's when somebody flips you off and you still be nice to them. Because here's the thing with me. What does their middle finger matter to you in your life? You don't even know them. So you made a mistake. Maybe you cut them off. Maybe they almost wrecked. I don't know. But we get so wound up that we'll walk around for two hours so mad and angry about something that happened in road rage or anywhere else that we lose our ability to walk in faith. But if you will at that moment have the response and go, you know what? That makes me mad in my flesh and you can admit that. But I don't know what that dude's been dealing with. I don't know what he's been. Man, he is acting like such an idiot that he must have some trouble in his family. Right? I didn't call him an idiot. I said he's acting like it. But when you have a response like that, your faith is ease, is available and it's able to work. The difference between empty works and works of faith is the re resemblance of God that you have that that faith produces. Do you look like Jesus in the world? And I'm not talking about the way we look on the outside. Your actions. Letting God purify our faith by His Word removes the depletion that self-reliance produces. And in return gives us victory in difficult situations how many needs victory in some difficult situations today thank you so much for watching this sermon we hope it encouraged you check out more of apostle jack's sermons to stay encouraged throughout the week we also do live streams on sunday mornings at 10 and wednesday night chapels at 6 30 we would love for you all to stay connected so go like and follow all of our socials Life is so beautiful with Jesus and community. So, so join, join the fam! fam.